Yo, you know how to space, space. Shout out to man in his podcast. Shout out Squint. Shout out Cody. Bitch, Squint and Cody still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me. Waited that space like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen. They got to the dream, huh? Squint and Cody still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me. Waited that space like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen. Yeah. They got to the dream. Huh? Meanie, meanie, money, money. Catch your thotty by her toe. If she say she don't listen to the podcast, I let her go. If she say she do, to see a motherfucking keep a grim reaper killing beast without the effort, cause I'm eat good. Came from the bottom, so jump from the top rope. My head is mad, how I'm spitting the scout flow. I'm on my game, running up for that pop flow. We want a green second cheese, just like nachos, huh? Say, let me breathe for a second, huh? I'll be ballin' hawk out in these threes, like I'm reffin', huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, waited that spells like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream, huh? Squints and Cody, still locked in like Shaq and Kobe. They can't hold me, waited that spells like I feel it like Brody. Talk with Lee, huh? They can't stop me on my team, huh? We all gleam, huh? We make it happen, they got to the dream. What's up, you guys? It's your boy Squints here with another episode of A Man and His Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, what's up? It's Stepstool Sarah. Stepstool Sarah. Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. Just, <laughs> Jesus I, Christ, Squints, already? So, I'm so tired. I said this already. Uh, <sighs> if you don't know them, they are very talented, I guess is the word. My brain's not fully working. You do a lot of stuff in wrestling is what I'm trying to get at. I I do. I am a self, well, kind of self-proclaimed, but also proclaimed by others as a Swiss army knife of professional wrestling. I pretty much do everything except for wrestle or referee. Wait, am I not the first person to call you the Swiss army knife? No, I've heard other people say it before. Oh, son of a bitch. I thought I was the first one. Uh, You're not original, Squints. I know this, but why don't you referee or wrestle? Have you ever? I, um, so I get asked this all the time, especially like why I don't wrestle. Um, especially cause like I go to the gym and stuff and I work out and I'm just like in wrestling. Um, I just don't want to, like, I'm okay. Um, doing like everything else that I do I don't feel like I need to wrestle and also it scares the shit out of me I don't want to be <laughs> responsible for someone else I don't want to get hurt or anything like I don't know dude there's a lot that goes into it um and I, I, I'd rather just like just do what I do there's been times where I've wanted to wrestle and then I'll go to a show and I'm like you know like I can't even do just a normal back bump let alone like some of the shit <laughs> like I'd cry. I'd quit mid-match. I'd pull it Dog, I, <laughs> I've already gotten almost hit with so many things. And that's just by being on the outside of the ring that, like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm so good. My favorite, like, I don't even know if this is a catchphrase or not, but my favorite catchphrase of yours is, like, at Anarchy, whenever you would do ring announcing, and you would just, like, yell it over the microphone. You're like, get the fuck out the way guys because nobody would ever move and you just said like there'd be times during matches where you're just seeing it probably three or four times people just don't listen 
if they're in the way, that's that's on them at the end of the day. They got to learn the hard way. So I want to talk about anarchy because you started off as just like a fan, right? And then mm-hmm. snuck your way in. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Yeah, so I started going to anarchy as just a fan back in like 2015. Um. I first found out about PWCS when like that was a thing and like they ran like the month or two before Anarchy did. Um, so then once I went to Anarchy, I was like, oh shit, like this is so cool. Like I love this. Like freaking Tommaso Ciampa was at the first Anarchy show that I went to. And like now he ain't shit. But you know, back then, like that was cool. Um, but I was like, oh, this is such a freaking like neat atmosphere like I I love everything about this and then like I had already I I had already been a photographer so I didn't start taking my camera with me when I first started going and eventually I was like you know what maybe I should just bring my camera and just kind of like shoot from where I'm sitting uh so I eventually started doing that um I did that for like PWCS too and then as people got to kind of like know me more from going to the shows and uh just kind of like working my way into the business like that way I uh got to shoot PWCS a little more and then I posted on Facebook randomly one day um that maybe I wanted to be more involved somehow as like a ring announcer or manager or something and uh Matt Jackson um aka Pierre Abernathy that runs Stainless Anarchy messaged me and he's like hey we're looking for a new ring announcer like would you be interested he's like like we'll train you and like we'll run you through everything beforehand and I was like oh yeah sure I was like why not let me like step out of my comfort zone kind of I was like I'm the one that put this out there anyway so I was like why why not try um and I did and here I am now I remember like two or three interactions I've had with you before (laughs) like I guess became in the business like podcasting and this one I bring it up anytime I see you was Mm -hmm. glory pros one year anniversary you yelled at me and I've thought about it every day for the last like four years three years now and it's I wasn't even doing anything to be yelled at I was just well I was standing around but it's because I didn't know what to do because I had no business being at a setup for a show to that degree and you said you and I said what and you said if you're not going to do anything get out and I was like what and you go go help I forgot who it was but you said go help them with the lights and I went over there and they were like I don't need help with lights and I was like listen dude Sarah's yelling at me I am scared (laughs) and then there was another time where like you brought it up recently you're like oh I'll bring you the ACH shirt and I forgot all about that and I paid you money for it but yeah you did (laughs) but then like I, I don't know like how me and you became like friends I think it's because you just bullied me enough into me just being like all right and here we are yeah that sounds that sounds about right yeah I whenever I used to lead uh setups and stuff I was like I was very on top of that shit because 
it was like a lot of I mean like semi-experienced people around but like also people that just like really needed direction and then there was your dumbass just taking up space so you know <laughs> I have no <laughs> I know why I was there it's because my friend was training and he was like hey you want to go do setup and meet the guys and I was like I mean not really but if it's my way and uh like get into the show sure <laughs> and then like that was a fun time like doing setups it was just very like I felt out of place because like mm-hmm. people would come up to me and they'd be like oh so how long you been working and I was like what <laughs> I, was, I would know these insider terms brother what oh my god but there was one guy he came up to me and he goes if you want to be a ring announcer you need to shave your beard and I was like what <laughs> okay I was like I okay I wonder who that was that's interesting it was um I don't know their name, but they were from like, they were with uh, the Indiana Carload, and I haven't seen them in forever. Oh. It was a, a resurgence show. I know that much. Interesting. But it was uh, Indiana Carload, and yeah, and I was like, all right, like no offense, but I don't like, I I don't want to be a ring announcer. I just said it'd be cool to do it <laughs> one day. I I didn't need you to give me advice. <laughs> and like funny. I said, thank you, and I shook his hand like you have to do with everyone at setup apparently. Cause I, I didn't know that until I didn't shake someone's hand and then people got upset with me. That's, that's like one of those things in wrestling, especially now after COVID that everyone's kind of like, Oh, it's like outdated. Oh, you don't need to do that anymore. Blah, blah, blah. I don't like, like, I, I, I don't care either way. Like I'll shake people's hands. Like whenever you get to a show, like you just go around and like you shake everyone's hands or like me, I'm a hugger. Like if I know you and like, I'll hug you. But like when I'm introducing myself to people, I'll be professional and and do the do the handshake. I'll do like <laughs> I'll do knucks, and if mm-hmm. they go for a handshake, I'll shake their hand. But I'm just a very like socially awkward person. Like there's been times where I've like had my fist shaken by people, and I'm like, all right. Oh, uh, I see that. I see that all the time nowadays because no one ever knows what to go for. It's really funny. And then I love when dudes um, who don't know me or are like uh meeting me for the first time or whatever like they give me that fucking like dainty little soft handshake and I'm like "Mm, okay Mm -hmm." (laughs) I get like the way I'm picturing it is somebody's grabbing your like hand and just Just, like just like the the ends of my fingers and I'm like bro you can give me a real handshake like fucking man up bitch I remember somebody went for a hug at uh, a hot shots after a show and I like just stiff warmed them. I was like, I, I don't do that. I, I don't That's do funny. Hugs. Like, <laughs> I, I hate hugs. The only people I hug are my baby cousins and my grandparents. Anyone else that goes for a hug, you're getting an elbow. Like, I'm sorry. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, you mentioned why you don't wrestle. Why don't you referee? Just because Also, like, I don't know, my memory is just ass and I don't want to be like, like, you're still like, you're like the third person in there in most like singles matches or like, you know, like you're just that extra person in there, like the eyes are still on you, like, it's a lot of stress and like, you have to like, very much just like know what you're doing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need that much. I don't need that much stress on me. I'm good. good as is. Yeah. You fuck up, you fuck up. And no one's gonna let you live that down. No, I like I what's it called? I refereed a backyard show once, and I know that's completely different that's compared to sick, like dude. pro wrestling. But like I like doing it in a backyard. I could not imagine doing it in front of like 
actual fans, I guess, mm-hmm. not just friends. Like, just, oh, it scares yeah. me. Like, and that's, like, another reason why I probably won't do anything, like, ring announcing either, just because, like, what if I stumble, <laughs> stumble my words and then, yeah. Like, Dude. <laughs> so, like, I definitely, like, stumble my words. Like, I've been, I've been, I've been through it with, like, ring announcing. But um, it just happened to me again last weekend at, at Black Label. And it's really funny because it happened to me a few years ago at Black Label. So uh, a few years ago, I was getting ready to ring announce uh, Jonathan Gresham. And he's making his way to the ring. And I totally fucking blank on what this man's name is. I'm like, wait. I was like, oh, shit. And it literally happened to me on Saturday with Kevin Blackwood. I'm like, well, how the fuck? like what is wrong with me like it's very rare that that happens but it's fucking comical because I'm like oh shit (laughs) so I I have a good feeling I know the answer to this question but who is your favorite person you've ring announced for like who's your favorite person that you've introduced to the ring oh god that's that's hard because there's been so many um over the last like six years um I don't, I don't know. Cause like, I've gotten to like introduce like the rock and roll express. I've gotten to, uh, do Ricky, the dragon steamboat. Like I've gotten to do just like a plethora of people. Um, but also like, I love like our St. Louis people, like getting to do a Gary, uh, intro is one of my most favorite things. Um, and it felt so good to get to do that again, uh, on Saturday at black label. Um, yeah, it, it's freaking great. Yeah, whenever I tweeted it out saying that you're just great at ring announcing, it was actually during Gary J's introduction because it just reminded me of like hearing you ring announce at Anarchy, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like it, it was just hearing the Gary J, and I was like, oh my gosh, dude. I just, Gary J's entrance, I tell everyone this, like there's nothing else like it, especially in like Spalding Hole or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. There's something about it. Is I love it. Yeah, especially in Spalding Hall, like that is where it is, like the the most important, the most magical, where it just feels right. So I ask almost everybody this that has worked in Spalding Hall, what is like the anarchy atmosphere in Spalding Hall to you? Like what? Like try like describe it, I guess um it's fun it's free um like everyone like when you're there like your family which is really funny because I love Olive Garden and like that's like their thing and so like I definitely like to incorporate that with anarchy um except for like when we get like random people who come in for like their first show or like they've never been to anarchy before and like they don't know how to act but like for the most part like everyone there knows each other like we all have each other's backs it's just like a very welcoming atmosphere um you just it just doesn't feel like other wrestling shows um it just it's something special like it really really is and like you have to be there to experience it and I want everyone to be able to experience an anarchy show um in Spalding Hall because like obviously like you know Glory used to run there and it wasn't the same atmosphere like Spalding will always be Spalding uh but Anarchy is 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 very special when it it's there. Klein described it the best and it's like 
he said it's like a family reunion anytime you walk in mm-hmm. there yeah you're not seeing other fans you're seeing like you said literally like I consider a lot of the people in Spalding Hall that I see whenever I'm in there like friends like some of my good friends mm-hmm. like yeah. it's the amount of times that I've walked in there just feeling down and then people are coming up to me and they're just like oh the hell you been man and just I don't know it just you get you can't find that at any other show or promotion I feel like Mm-mm. yeah definitely definitely not it's it's unique. I, yeah like I went there for the bingo and that was my first mm-hmm. time since like I think the last time Nick Gage was in at, or- at Anarchy mm-hmm. and I like walked in and I was like one this place looks different I don't <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it but like at the same time it feels comforting like it's yeah. just like the ceiling tiles I'm gonna miss just because <laughs> I, I will love, not <laughs> I I loved watching the ceiling tiles fall just no because. <laughs> yeah that's because you don't have to worry about the stress of replacing them or the venue getting mad at you about it <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly but like you said when glory ran there because that was my first show actually was when glory ran there mm-hmm. and I remember going in that venue and I was like this place is small this place sucks what the fuck dude and then I went to <laughs> an anarchy show and I was like this is home this is like yeah and it, like you said it's like like you said it other promotions have ran there but like anarchy Spalding's what makes anarchy in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah like when anarchy was running other venues like after we first lost Spalding it it was fine like you still have the atmosphere there like no matter where you are but like being in Spalding is what makes it complete yeah the Elks Lodge the outside uh Elks Lodge under the pavilion or whatever mm-hmm. That was that was a cool little atmosphere there, but I think that might have also just been because it was like the first Anarchy show in forever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to any other shows, unfortunately. I'm trying to think of other like venues that I've been to that just like that I've been to and I liked. I think the Collinsville one for Glory that was a mm-hmm. unique, I guess you could say, just because they had that stage. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, uh, where does AA? W run uh they were they run a few different places uh I think what it is it's not the one with the balcony I know that much uh maybe bourbon Uh, yeah bourbon street's one of them I went there once and that was real fun and then Knights of or the Knights of Columbus in Redfield Park uh New Jersey I don't Mm. know why but I love that place (laughs) like I went there and it's just everything you imagine just shitty but you love it it's yeah i i went i went once last year it's pretty it's pretty great um logan square auditorium where like freelance and and aw runs like that's that's one of my favorite um wrestling venues outside of um st louis and then uh, (laughs) um anyone who's listening if you've ever been to the jeffersonville arena um one day we're all gonna be able to file a lawsuit for like mesothelioma or some shit like that like we're all gonna have some kind of fucking poisoning from being in that basement uh locker room it's a mess alex uh alex told me once that he'd seen a dead bird um yeah i was there the next day and i saw the feathers yeah i was like what the like i've never been there but like there's one of those venues that i tell myself that 
I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to go there one day. That <laughs> and the uh, Black Label Pro venue, uh, RDS mm-hmm. Gym or whatever, that just, like, there's venues that I just want to go to just so I can say I went there, not necessarily <laughs> for the shows, because, like, I, I hate watching wrestling. It's just, I like seeing stuff, I guess. Yeah, the arena is definitely something everyone needs to experience at least once. Isn't the arena, isn't the ring in there like 24-7? Like there's no takedown and setup? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's always there. That's something. Like, that's, oh no. <laughs> like, I, I can't imagine being in there because I've heard nothing but bad things. Like, I've never <laughs> heard anyone say one positive thing about that place. But at mm-hmm. the same time, that just makes me want to go more. <laughs> But are there any venues that are like on your bucket list, I guess, that you want to ring announce or photographer in? Or um, I really I really want to go to uh the White Eagle in uh Wooster where Beyond runs. Um that's that's definitely one of them. Um I don't know, nothing else really like comes to mind like off the top of my head um other other than that one really did you ever uh go to the nwl shows in the i forgot the castle loma ballroom (laughs) yes did you that place was pretty neat did you uh do photography there only only once um nwl never really had me work for them um I maybe shot like a show and then one time Ben Simon can ring announce one of their shows that they ran out in um they're running in O'Fallon um and I I got to ring announce um one time for them but yeah uh they uh they didn't really have me do anything for them except like help run the door or like other things Um, I went to one I went to one show there and it was a like once again just a unique venue mm-hmm. again nwl was just a unique promotion like it just nwl was a thing that existed like <laughs> nwl was like i went to that summer i went to like um glory pro and then i went to nwl and i was like these are two different things i was like mm-hmm. these are two completely different animals because mm-hmm. i forgot who i went with but they're like yeah look down there they have like a whole merch stand with like what's it like it looked like a wwe show and i was like what's going yeah. here <laughs> i was like what is happening and then they had the the jumbotron mm-hmm. the giant screen oh man yeah so what are your thoughts on nwo you said it was something what's what's that mean so obviously nwl came right after i started ring announcing for st louis anarchy so i did um circus maximus 2016 and then that was august um and then we had a november show um straight out of anarchy and i think that was the last anarchy show and then nwl took over um where i got like a standing ovation from the fans when i started the show that like please sign sarah um and obviously nwl didn't want me because major had his own vision for this company um and 
I I have such a love hate with with NWL. Obviously, I hated Anarchy going away. I love the boys and girls like still getting an opportunity to do things. I didn't like the name and gimmick changes that they made up. I thought that was really fucking corny. Um, nowadays, you can kind of um, relate major to uh, Tony Khan, where he's just a guy that has too much money. Uh, and it just has like all these people he could play with and like do what he wants with. And it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was fine. I like, like the concept could have been better. Um, I think it ended kind of dumb. Um, a lot of people kind of got let go and stuff like that. I really wish it never would have been a thing. Um, I really wish like it would be cool to see like what would have happened had it not been a thing. Yeah. Like but, what eh. would have been if they didn't yeah. take them off. Yeah. And then, because like you said, the gimmick changes and the name changes were so weird because I remember I seen, like the show I went to, uh, KLD was there as Todd Letterman. And then like, mm-hmm. I seen him at Glory Pro and he was Kevin Lee Davidson. I was like, wait a minute, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, what's happening? And then Gary, yeah. uh, or Jay Lutz, I think was the name. Oh God, yeah. They just had him be a drunk Irish guy. I'm like, oh, you're so creative, so clever. But... You mentioned Tony Khan having too much money. Did you watch Dynamite last night? No, I didn't watch it. Well, did you see the Britt Baker and the the whole women's division segment at least? Like on I I've missed that. I haven't got to go back and look at it. Do you mind if I say what happened or are you not wanting to <laughs> No. You can you can say. Okay, I just didn't want to spoil for you. Basically, uh I forgot her, Soraya, or however you pronounce her name. Oh, Soraya, yeah. Soraya. She came out, and she was like, I want the whole women's division to come out. And then, like, four people came out, just the baby faces. And then Britt Britt Baker with the heels came out. And it just, the only way to describe it is it felt like a WWE segment because they were just throwing shots at each other. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but then... Uh, Britt made fun of Soraya's name and then Soraya said well it's funny that you're making fun of my name because your name rhymes with and she paused and then said shit and the crowd just went dead silent the crowd was like okay and it was just cringe it was so awkward to watch wow and then she said she's like and then I talked to Tony and he said I can make this match official it's nice having a boss that listens to me and then the crowd was like okay (laughs) all right oh my god what a mess that women's division has so much potential and all they've done is fuck it up royally and it's so depressing well like there was a tweet that said who can AEW sign to fix the women's division and I was like no one like it doesn't matter you can have all the big names because you have like you said one of the most talented rosters like it's such a good division it's just Tony Khan just has them because he knows he'll get backlash if he didn't have women, I feel like. Yeah. That's what it comes off as. He just uh, hides all the good ones on dark, and now we have to see Serena Deeb on TV every week for fucking why? No, thank you. <laughs> She's so boring. Um, yeah, they, 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 it's not about signing the talent. It's about having good writers and good people and creative that can 
make things make sense. And it's about booking the women properly and giving them the right opportunities. Like that's all it is at the end of the fucking day. Push Willow to the moon, push Tony to the moon, push Jamie Hayter to the moon, like fucking anyone, but the fucking reused talent that we've seen the last two, three years, you know? I seen someone, they said they wanted uh, Britt Baker to win the title. And I was like, for why? Like literally give me, give me three good reasons why she should be champion again. Whenever you have a whole roster that deserves it more than her. Exactly. And then like, I I kind of like what they're doing with Jade with the TNT title, giving her that undefeated Mm -hmm. But at the same time, no storylines. It's just. It's just her squashing people every, every week. Which is fine, but like, I want more. Like when she uh, faced um, Athena, I think it was mm-hmm. at All Out. I was expecting like a decently like long match. Like now, dude, long, longer. It was so short. And it's just I I don't know. And like I don't know. It just seems like Tony Khan literally has the women just because if he didn't have a women's division, he'd get backlash. And yeah, like I remember when they started AEW like I forgot who said it like it was one of the EVPs they said we're gonna make sure this is the best women's division ever we're gonna give them Mm -hmm. creative control and all that and I'm like you haven't done nothing like you've had uh Riho and like after that happened you just forgot about her she's on dark now Mm -hmm. like for what like and like Serena Deeb don't get me started on her she's had too many title matches dude seriously it doesn't fucking make any sense oh my god she's so boring you don't want to see her they just have like such a like a well of of so many people and they cannot fucking book it right and they also like when they started they said they want to be different they don't want to be wwe blah blah blah, this this and that they're literally a fucking carbon copy of wwe at least wwe NXT gives women more than one segment, more than one match, shit like that. Like, that's one thing that they're doing better. What annoyed me the most is CM Punk had, like, I think it was like 15 minute segment to relinquish the title. And then they gave Thunder Rosa like a hard 30 seconds pre. That's fine. That's fine for her, though. But <laughs> I mean, still, women yeah. still deserve more. But Thunder Rosa, I, I digress. <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's the it's the uh, I can't think of my words right now, the uh, the thought of the women's division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just and like with Soraya debuting, everyone's like, oh, this is what the women's division needs. And I'm like, we said this about Tony Storm, we said this about Athena, we said this when Jamie Hader returned. We like, I don't know, just hmm. stop. I guess I don't like I I want them to like turn dark into like a women's only show i feel like that would do like it'd be good but at the same time it's on youtube so tony wouldn't care about it exactly yeah that's that's the most depressing part about all this like be different do more women's matches do intergender start doing intergender like this like it's the year 2022 and we don't have intergender wrestling on tv except for like impact kind of delves into it a little bit here and there um but like i'm so sick of the stigma around intergender wrestling it's fucking disgusting one of my favorite matches this year 
like it's literally probably up there in my top five matches that I've seen live. And it's like probably top 15 that I've seen ever was Billy Starks versus Davey Vega. Like that mm-hmm. match fucking kicked ass. Like so good. It was, oh, that match was, I remember when uh, Billy did the Centon or a Swanton under the apron. The Swanton, like, uh, yeah. That was oh, like, she's a, she's crazy i love her my little sister but she does she does some things that scare me did you talk to her after that were you like hey what were you thinking (laughs) i didn't need to because fucking (laughs) mouse mouse was there and everyone else was there same same thing for um at sci when she did it in her match with uh martyr which was even crazier than than the vega one my favorite thing about Mouse is he just, when he doesn't like something, he makes it very, very apparent. And he does not care <laughs> if he's like at ringside. Because I remember after that happened, he just turned around and looked at me, Alex and Ryan, and they, and he just yeah. like that and walked away. He's like, yeah. all right. <laughs> like Mouse is probably one of my favorite people that I've met through wrestling just for his like mannerisms, just the stuff. Oh he's, yeah. Like, one of the nicest people ever, but like at the same time, he does not hold back. This is true. This is very true. I know. Um, that's that's my dad, and I, I love that man, and I'm very thankful for him. Uh, I for Alex said something at the show, like during a match. He said, "Oh, they should do this." And Mouse turned around. And he goes, "Why?" <laughs> yep. Sounds sounds like Mouse. Yep. <laughs> Or uh, my favorite mouse catchphrase is put it on a t-shirt. Like, it does not matter what it is. Like, he'll just, his first, like, first thought is put it on a t-shirt. Just put it on a t-shirt. Fantastic. So, we're talking about crazy, like, shit that's happened in matches. What is the craziest Gary J bump you've seen? Um, probably, um, his his first match at Anarchy was Shire where Shire did the UFO and tossed them into the chairs. That's one of them. I know there's been a lot, but that that's the one that always, always comes to my mind first. What the footage doesn't like, like have, you can't hear it as well. It's like the thud his body made off that ground. Oh, like after he went through the chairs and he just hit the ground. That mm-hmm. thud was just, Cause I was like three or four rows back and I was like, Oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> his uh iron or not Iron Man matches, hour-long draw against Wyatt. Uh, uh-huh. last time he did like a dive and he just thudded right off the ground. I think he did like a senton of swords and he just thud right off the ground. And I was just yeah, like sounds sounds about right. <laughs> what's the craziest non-Gary J spot you've seen though? Oh, I don't know. There's there's too many. Um, like I said, that that Billy one against Martyr at SCI uh, in, the, in the summer was fucking nuts. Her swan time to the outside. Because uh, that ring was pretty high up, too. And she went straight straight to the floor. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, I've been, I've been to a lot of, like, death matches. I've seen a lot of gnarly shit. Um obviously like i hate talking about like redacted people but um the spot at two cup stuff with jimmy lloyd and g raver 
from the ladder. I was there for that because I was ring announcing that two cup stuff show. So that that's definitely one of the fucking craziest things I've I've witnessed. And then getting into the ring after that match next to a pool of blood, I was just like, all right, keep it going. I want to go to a deathmatch show, but at the same time, if I see somebody bleed, I'm going to like either cry <laughs> or puke. Like I just, I cannot, do, I cannot do blood. Like I remember yeah. like Nick Gage versus Warhorse whenever they did the, um, they took the ring apart or whatever. I was like, all right, guys, guys, be safe, please. <laughs> please, please be safe. Like it's just, uh, but up until you said his name, I thought he was dead. I've, when you said Jimmy Lloyd, I was like, Kikins too. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's, that guy's around. But that's all we're going to say. Uh, but no, like, death matches, I can, like, that spot where uh, Hoodfoot got his, whatever. Uh, his arm. Uh, well, I seen yeah. the video, and I was like, I could not, like, I, if I was there live, I'd be running out the building. I'd be like, all right, this is enough, guys. <laughs> like, Yeah, that was nuts. Um at the uh, Art of War Games, uh, the uh, GCW show that just happened, Alex Cologne got a pretty nasty gash in his head. Um, and I kept like keeping my eye on him like anytime he got near me. And it was, it was, it was bad. Like, and especially like as close as I am to everything. Oh, you get a whole new perspective on, on shit like that. That's why I can watch death matches on TV. But like in person, just absolutely not. Like I just... That stuff is just terrifying to me. Like I, I could not like. Uh, um, who was it? John Wade Murdoch versus Gary J at Anarchy. Like as uh-huh. fun as that match looked on TV, I could not be there live for that. Like just you like know, would scare me. <laughs> I used to think the same thing, and I didn't really like know much about uh, death matches. Um, my first kind of like into them was when. Uh, GCW had a few on that two cup stuff show um, and it was Evie versus Nick Gage and they had like panes of glass and I was like freaking out because like I've never seen anything like that before and like Lauderdale and Janela were like making fun of me um, in like a joking manner just because of like my reactions to it um, and then not long after that um, I was at my first ever NGI um, and that's like when I fell in love with with death matches and I was like this is this is fucking incredible like I never thought like I'd be able to like witness things like that and like now I shoot them and it's like my favorite things to shoot oh your shots from death match shows some <laughs> of them are insane like insanely good it's thank you <laughs> like death matches like I said like I can see them from not in person but mm-hmm. like photos videos on tv streams all of that just not in person but this next little segment I do is I run down people or topics and you give me rapid fire opinion or stories if you have a story with them. The first one being Charlie Evans and Everett Connors. Um, let's see. So I love them both. Um, I've, I've been friends with, with uh, Everett Connors for quite a few years now being in wrestling. Um, I actually, he was who I traveled with to New Jersey and got to experience the Ridgefield Park um, <laughs> venue with. Um, and that was like when him and Charlie like were like starting to like date and stuff. And it was so cute. 
um charlie i fucking adore um i actually had to help kaya cleaning her up uh after ngi um and then i also had to take charlie to the hospital um and then drive her back to st louis (laughs) i love the both of them as much shit as they give me i i don't know connor's just will always have like a spot in my heart like just Mm -hmm. watching him like go from this dude at anarchy pre-shows the gcw just that was insane to watch like mm-hmm. just to see him grow because i remember when he got uh announced for fight forever or whatever i was like there's no way i was like this is not true and i like immediately texted him and then charlie <laughs> she, she just likes to bully me like, i could compliment her and uh everett and she'll find an insult for me mm-hmm. it's uh, it's something Next That's person, fair. our next topic, GCW. You've shot for them. What is your like favorite story from GCW? Uh, oh God. I don't I don't know. Um I can't think of any like favorite stories, but it's just like nice to be around and like get like that experience of like their actual shows um you know getting to be a part of the collective um just being around that atmosphere is like really fun um I know they get a lot of shit from people Brett gets a lot of shit but I mean overall um I really I really enjoy you know being around there um whether there's ever money or not for me I do it I do it for fun I put myself into these situations where I just want the experience the exposure I just want to be around the people that I love and I care about yeah, I mean, like, I've had my fair share of, uh, like, just bashing GCW, I guess, and that's just because I'm an asshole, but I love, <laughs> I love that Brett gives, like, some of these people just exposure, like, mm-hmm. some people that I feel like deserve exposure, and it's just great to see, like, Cole Radrick, uh, Aaron Williams, he's going to be at the next, G- or not the next, but one of the upcoming ones, and just the Con- Columbus one, yeah. Like, it's just, it's real cool to see, like, him giving local guys when he's in their area exposure. Mm-hmm. The besties in the world. What is your, or Grindhouse, my bad. They're not besties in the world. <laughs> um, I love them both. Um, I'm, I'm really close with Vega. Um, not as close with, with Fitchett, but Fitchett's a freaking great guy. Amazing dad. I love his wife. She's hot. Um, very strong, much stronger than I am. Um, but Vega is a very, very good friend of mine. Um, I remember like right before the world shut down, um, he's like one of the last people that I hung out with. Um, I went to him and Shire and Ethan Price and Cody Lane's um, like apartment. Um, it was literally like a day or two before like no one was allowed outside again for the for the pandemic and stuff so, like it was like really cool to like uh have Vega be one of the last people I hung out with um I think that they are insanely talented I think they deserve to be everywhere um why they're not on tv more is fucking beyond me um I want all the good things in the world for them uh Whenever I seen Vega at Dynamite as the barber or whatever, when he was like the <laughs> yeah. match, and he yeah he, like got in the ring, and I was like 
freaking out. My little brother's like, who is that? And I was like, it's Davey fucking Vega, dude. I was like, what do you mean who is that? <laughs> uh, the next, I don't know, uh, group or faction or Team Ambition, <clears throat> though. What is your opinion on Team Ambition? And if you have any stories with anyone from Team Ambition? You know I'm part of Team Ambition, right? Are you? Yeah, I have a jacket. Huh. Okay. So how how's it feel being part of Team Ambition? I wasn't aware of this. I don't know who's all in Team Ambition. Um, yeah, I don't get to do like as as much with them. Um, Sam, she's around more for like a lot of the photo stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was um asked very early on, like last December or something. I was at a paradigm show and and uh Davy Richards asked me if I wanted a jacket, if I want to be a part of it. And I was like, Yeah, like of course, you know, like anything and everything. And you know, I can go down to the school whenever I want, hang out with them. Um, I I think that it's a very good thing for St. Louis. Um, we really needed this, um, especially because before this, the training that we had was Dynamo and then um, Elgin, fucking LOL, um, which he is a shit person. Um, as a trainer was good. I know a lot of people, you know, in St. Louis area were trained by him and they got really good training and I'm very thankful for that. Um, but now getting to have team ambition is, is such a positive thing. And, and they're brewing some of the most amazingly talented people um, that are about to go so, so far. Yeah. I, like you said, it just, it's cool to have something like team ambition in the training uh, building or studio, because like, it's not just like a ring in a warehouse or a ring in a garage. It's like Mm-mm. they have weights. They have, from my understanding, they have like an area to practice promos. They have two mm-hmm. rings. Like it's like, if you're wanting to train in St. Louis, like you are very, very fortunate to have like that crop of men and women to help you mm-hmm. like just train because Davey Richards is one of the best fucking wrestlers I've ever seen. And I didn't know about him until last year. Oh, wow. I had no idea about, well, I knew about him, but I never seen him wrestle, I guess, because he was focusing on, uh, uh, I forgot what he does. Being an EMT. Yeah, being, yeah, Mm -hmm. kind of important. Uh, He literally lives like five minutes from me. I also did not know he lived in the area. For some reason, I thought he lived somewhere else, but... Yep, yep, he lives literally five minutes down the road from me. <laughs> so does he still do the EMT stuff on top of wrestling? Mm-hmm, yep. That's and just... he, he was, like, going to school and stuff, too. Like, he's, yeah, very heavily in the medical field. That's insane. Because mm-hmm. medical school is not easy, from my understanding. I'm too stupid to go to normal college, let alone... Jeez. <laughs> let alone like to be a EMT. Why would you openly admit that, Jesus Christ? I dropped out of community college. I'm very open about it. I I dropped out of community college and I I struggled through, but I I'm I made it somehow. I almost I almost didn't. I didn't drop out. I failed out. Mm-hmm. I just stopped going to class and it. <laughs> College is nothing like high school. If anyone that's listening to this <laughs> is in high school, it's. I thought I, you can skip class whenever, 
and you think there's no like consequences, there is. <laughs> there's nothing. Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> because I had my own like apartment on campus and I was like, oh, dude, I can just not go to class and like my mom doesn't have to call and call me. <laughs> sick. I was like, this is awesome. And then I went to class one day and the professor's like, you can't be in here. You missed too many classes. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, that's wow. I had no idea that was a thing. But yeah, they told me I am no longer allowed to participate in their classes because I didn't participate in the classes to begin with. Wow. But my brain is shutting off. So the last thing I ask all the guests is if there is one piece of advice, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be related to wrestling. It can just be related to like anything um just be a good person um that's gonna get you really far um just be kind be understanding you know that is just simple just the bare minimum just care about other people um wrestling advice is just like open your ears listen ask for advice like take advantage of people that are around you like ask anything and everything that you can be there for setup, be there for teardown, um, you know, learn everything that you can. Um, don't stand around. Yeah. Don't be a squint in any aspect of life. Don't be, don't be squint. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, just, what? It's like the saying that people always say, uh, like, what would Jesus do? It's the complete opposite for me. What, like, if you think I would do it, don't do it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Take, take that advice. <laughs> and then if you want to let the people know where they can find you on social media, upcoming shows, if you have merch, all of that fun stuff. Um, yeah. So I am on Instagram and Twitter at Stepstool Sarah X. Um, my podcast is on Twitter at It's Evolution Pod. Um, we record weekly. It's all about women's wrestling with a focus on inclusivity and diversity because wrestling is for everyone. I'm not sure if people are sure. Um, upcoming shows. I'm, I'm going to be at a lot of shows in October. Um, I'll be at Grandel Wrestling. I'll be at St. Louis Anarchy next Friday. Um, I will be at um, Black Label Pro's uh, Grapplers from the Black Label Pro Lagoon and mouse's fright night show those are october 29th um glory pro wrestling october 30th my birthday is october 25th so give me all the money to go to olive garden um yeah i have merch on that website where people don't uh use it anymore so i'm gonna try and find a new place to get my shirt done um i have stickers on me so if you're at a show and you want to buy my stickers off me feel free. Um, I sometimes have eight by tens with me every now and then. Um, if anyone wants to just like message me to buy this stuff, I'll mail it out to you. Um, that's also cool. Um, and buy my content, um, because sex work is work. And then anything else? Uh, fuck you, Swint. All right. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. You can go ahead and leave a one star, five stars, a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I don't give a shit. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at your boy squints at a man in his pod. I think.
that's I I'm not on anything else. And if you find me on anything else, just don't add me. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. Bye.